Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. We've got a big holiday coming up. For most people in the U.S., they might say this is their biggest holiday, and that's Thanksgiving. Now, I know we don't have Thanksgiving all over the world, but I know we have listeners all over the world. So we want to talk about here at Thanksgiving, when we get together, how do we avoid conflict? For the rest of you who don't have Thanksgiving, and I know there is a type of Thanksgiving in other countries. Canada has a great example of one, but there's others as well. But there are always family gatherings throughout the world. I'm sure our listeners in Germany and our listeners in Japan, they have family gatherings. And when we get together with family gatherings, there can be conflict. It's sure not can. always a great time. This whole season really runs where in America we start with Thanksgiving and then we go on where we've got holiday gatherings for Christmas time. Yes. And then once Christmas is done, then you've got New Year's. And so we have basically an entire month and a half of celebrations of one type or another, and which brings lots of opportunities for conflict with people that you don't see eye to eye with. I just want to add one more family gathering right here in the good old U.S. of A. that we think is probably for some people the biggest family gathering of all. And that's the Super Bowl. It's a big time and everybody gets together. And we wanted to talk about some tips for how to get along with one another. You're going to be representing... The straight point of view, and I'm going to be representing the queer point of view, and different things that we can do to get along, to minimize conflict, and especially to avoid that heartache can, that can so often come when you were really looking forward to this and it was going to be so great and it was going to be so fun and didn't end up quite turning out like you wanted. For the record, I just want to add that we don't have those kind of conflicts between the two of us. So we're just bringing up things that we know might occur. They're not the kind of things that necessarily, actually not, I shouldn't say necessarily, the things that do not occur with us in our families. It's been very accepting and affirming all the way around. We, we, we will have minor issues here and there. And you and I talked about some things, but we really work hard to try yeah. not to. So our minor issue would be something like, would you take care of our cat? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you give us your, your first tip? What, as a straight, uh, a straight person, uh, either as an ally or as a non-ally, how can you minimize conflict or how can you help to minimize conflict? Well, I think when you know you're going to a family gathering, and I'm thinking of extended family here, not just a family gathering with four people, but most of these family gatherings are a little bigger than that. And you go in there, and there is somebody there from the LGBTQ community that you don't agree with completely. I would say the first thing you ought to do, if and maybe you want to avoid conflict, but it's awfully tough for you to do that. I'm going to suggest you start out by educating yourself about like terminology. Uh, we've had many podcasts on here talking about terminology. Uh, and in fact, I mentioned chocolate. <laughs> Her, she, 
<laughs> and right. uh, and you know, is it is what's what's one of the pronoun pronouns you're using, and make sure that you do it appropriately. I, I used to think it didn't make any difference, and so did you, Raya. You thought it wouldn't make any difference, and I'd never be that kind of person. You mentioned in and one I've of your earlier through, podcasts. Yes, I've gone through. And, and you've discovered that it really does hurt. And uh, we don't want to do that. Right. In, in, in one great way to prepare is actually just to go through some of, uh, some of the catalog of the episodes that we've recorded here. And there might be some that are particularly important for your relationship, for somebody in your family. Go back and, and just refresh yourself on some of those pieces. They're going to help make things a little easier. And what that'll do is it will help you to not make mistakes because it's the mistake that could set something off and get it started. And so you, you really try to do your best to be accepting and be affirming. If you do make a mistake and you recognize it, just immediately just say, oh, I'm sorry, and just go right on. They're very accepting when you do that. From my perspective, I would say one of the biggest things you can do is prepare yourself. As you're coming into the conversation, you know, you sort of mentally prepare and make sure when the person that is difficult to get along with throws out the thing that they are just trying to it's just trying to irritate you a little bit or get a reaction. Don't take the bait. Every time they always say with a bully, you know, what they really want is the reaction. And any time that happens, you know, there's somebody that's just trying to get a get a something. Else. Don't take the bait. Just let it go. And um, and recognize that the goal here is not to win an argument because nobody wins an argument. The goal is to avoid the argument. That's the only way to win. It's kind of the, the walk away sort of thing. I would say what you want to do, not only now you've educated yourself a little bit beforehand and learned some of those things, maybe by listening to our podcasts or, or maybe you've done some other research online, etc. But when you're there, listen and learn. That's going to be pretty important. What the person is saying on the other end, just treat them with respect. Treat them with kindness, and regardless of what their gender or sexuality is or any of that, just let them share their stories because it's important to be a good listener and and to show that you care. If If you do that, that's going to help a boy. If they're trying to lure you into something, well, have you accepted me yet? And, you know, I suppose you really think X and Y. It's your responsibility to take the high road. When you take the high road, you avoid that. You, you could only be responsible for one person in the conversation, and that's you, right? right? You can't, it's easy to say, oh, well, it's not my fault, it's their fault. But you can't control what they do. And so this would really apply to all of us. Listen and learn. You think, oh, well, this person is, you know, I'm, I'm really annoyed by them. I'm annoyed by the, the silly things that they're saying. And I just think, oh, get with the program here. But if you stop and take a moment and recognize, you know, none of us is the villain in our own stories. 
we always have a, we come from a perspective where we are do, we're living the right way we're doing everything the right way and it's other people that don't understand us and if you come into the conversation assuming that they don't understand you they're likely than to see you as, you know, if there's a conflict, to see you as the villain. But if you come in and say, you know what, maybe I don't understand. Maybe I, this person feels like, to me, like they're, they're, they have closed-minded viewpoints and I don't like what they have to say, but there are limits. But to the point where you can say, if you're willing to engage in the conversation, tell me a little bit about why you feel how you do. And you stop you don't have to be argumentative. You just listen and you go forward. Remember, for us, Thanksgiving is a time of thanks. It's a time of happiness. It's a time of sharing together. And we don't ever want to forget that, that Thanksgiving. But that's what it's all about. It's about strengthening our relationships. And when... When, you're, when you join in on the conflict or you create the conflict, it does exactly the opposite. And so that's a good lead into my next point, that when things start to get difficult or they start to get a little bit heated, that's a great time to redirect the conversation. Just choose a different conversation. Now, we all laugh because... We, you are well known for redirecting conversations. <laughs> yes, I am. If you're in our listening audience, okay, I just have to t I have to tease Dad a little bit because he sometimes will just decide that he a conversation has grown boring for him and he will just change the conversation. <laughs> just decide we're done here right now and we'll move on. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you see the new car I got? <laughs> <laughs> but... But this works for anything. So it, when it starts to get heated, you find something else to redirect. Now, it doesn't just have to be a new topic of conversation because you might have a relationship that's difficult to find any topic of conversation that does well. There could be other things that don't require conversation or don't require the same level. Maybe you do uh, an event together, like we've talked oftentimes here about playing a game. I think that's one of our family's favorites. You can do other things like maybe it's a little later in the holiday season and you want to go look at the Christmas lights. Maybe there's a holiday presentation and you go all together through that. Or maybe you watch a movie together. Maybe you play sports together. Maybe you decide we're all going to go to the pool and we're going to go swimming together. Whatever you do, you find an activity to redirect. I'll suggest something that I think you would like, but I, I, that's okay. I'm not going to do this. You could go shopping because it's the big Black Friday sale. That is the best thing you could yeah. want to do. <laughs> that's okay. I'll just stay home and shovel the driveway. Avoid stereotypes. Each person, honestly, is unique. There is no such thing as a stereotype person. There really isn't. It's what's in your head, and you think everybody is like that. No. You're not like that, and I'm not like that, and the people at your table are not like that. Each person is unique. They may have some things about them that you find difficult to accept, 
but they also have things about them that you definitely can accept. If you're thinking about the potential conflict that's coming up and you imagine what the other person who might have some conflict with you, what group they put you into. So for me, maybe I would be put into the transgender group. And if I think to myself, what stereotypes might they have about me? They're probably wrong in most cases. Yeah. And so if I have a family member that I don't see very often other than at the holidays or a few times a year, and they immediately have stereotypes about me, that is a potential source for conflict. But then I can turn around and do the same thing. Maybe I have somebody that has potential political views that might conflict with mine or potential religious views that might conflict with mine. If I assume that they are the stereotype of all of the people that I have disagreements with, I'm doing the exact same thing. We talk about controversial topics, and that is exactly my next point. You want to avoid controversial topics. I went to visit my friend in upstate New York, and he and his wife picked me up at the airport. We came back. We had dinner. This happened to be right after the 2020 election. And we were sitting there. I just got there, and we sat down to dinner, and we were talking, and I said, I voted for X. And <laughs> my best friend didn't say anything. We knew we, knew we were on opposite sides because we were usually on the same side. And I said, I voted for X. And his wife, also a very, very close friend of mine, just went wild. What? You voted for X? How could you possibly vote for X? And she went on and on about it. And then all of a sudden she stopped and said, I guess that's not a very nice thing to say to my <laughs> guest. <laughs> so she stopped right there. And we didn't say any more about it. After that, my friend and I went and and uh, went to visit someone else. The next night when we came back, we went sat down to dinner again. And the first thing she said is, no politics, no politics. <laughs> so she had it right. Avoid those conversations because it's not going to get anyone anywhere. You never change anyone's mind. And no one ever changes your mind. If they did... I write us and let us know. I want to know that that happened to you. I had a conversation a few years ago uh, with a family member that we started the conversation and we thought, well, surely we've got common ground on this. And I said, well, you know, I'm sure you and I agree on this point. And she turned to me and said, are, are you you actually believe that? And then she said to me, but surely you agree with me on this point. And I said, you really believe that? <laughs> and and we thought that we were finding common ground, and we very quickly found out, oh, we didn't have common ground. And so then we did. We we realized this is a topic to avoid, and then we both jointly redirected the conversation away from there, which is exactly what we wanted to do. So, and that brings me to my next one, and that is find common ground. So you might think that you're finding common ground, and it turns out that it's not. But as much as you can, that's always where you want to start. 
They tell every salesperson the way that you start in a sales conversation is not to come in and say, hey, I got this great thing that I want to sell you and I don't care about your needs or I don't care about, I've just got this great thing and I'm not going to listen to a thing about what you say. No, you start off and you say, hey, you went to the same school that I went to or hey, you're a fan of the same team that I'm uh, a fan of or hey, you play guitar, I play guitar too or whatever it is. I had a salesperson come to my house recently and try to, I may have had a family member that signed me up <laughs> in order to meet with a salesperson to come and look at my bathroom and I did need to have someone, I need to redo my bathroom in my new house. But this salesperson came in and I kid you not in about half an hour he had found six points of connection between us and all of the different things he looked around my house and found different things that we had in common and you can bet he talked about every single one of those and we did have a connection he sure we got along really really well well if you can do that because you because you're trying to make a sale why not do that when you're trying to preserve a relationship which is more important what, what you just heard Raya say is what they tell salespeople is that people buy from people they like. And so you want the other person at your Thanksgiving table to like you. Look for common ground. It works. It definitely works. Even if there are dramatic differences there are also there's also a lot of dramatic common ground and if you think there isn't there's probably more common ground between everybody at your thanksgiving table than any other group you're with there's a lot of common ground there there's a lot of things you can talk about some of you have known others of you their whole life tell me you can't find common ground of course you can sure. it makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. We're giving you a lot of tips here and a lot of ideas on how you can have a pleasant and enjoyable Thanksgiving dinner or family gathering. But what if none of those things work for you? What if it just isn't happening? You're not making the common ground. What are you going to do? Well, I would say disengage if you have to. If if you can't if if there's you can't avoid a a discussion that's going to create conflict, disengage. And that's all you have to do. If it if it if it becomes heated, if you be, be uh, you become defensive and it's going on, it's okay to step away. It's okay to walk into the other room. If that doesn't work, it's okay to get in your car and go. It's better than being there and leaving a lasting impression of conflict. A shorter time together with family that's positive is a better memory than a longer time together that resulted in a fight. Yes. And so if it takes that in order to do that, then that's okay. And that would actually bring me to my point, and especially if you are gay or lesbian or transgender or gender nonconforming or any of the other 
uh, sort of uh, gender and sexual minorities, and you're coming in and you're worried because this can be a very dangerous time. Make sure that you have an exit plan. So we already know that it's okay to disengage, but think about it beforehand. If things get too heated, what are you going to do? Maybe what you do is you have a friend that is on speed dial and you say, hey, can you just be ready if things get bad? I'm going to text you. And then can you call me and say that I have to come yeah. because you need me right away or whatever it is. But you've got something where you're going to say at this point, I'm going to leave. And then, you know, you're guaranteed that it can't ever get too bad it can never get past a certain point and that protects yourself and that protects a relationship we've got one more thing we really need to discuss because it's probably the the fuel for the fire and that's alcohol yes alcohol is if there are problems alcohol is the thing that is going to make it worse yes not it, could mm -hmm. it will absolutely how do you avoid that? Well, you could say, well, I'm going there and uh, I'll, I'll handle it. And then you don't. The way to avoid it is limit the amount that's available. So, so maybe uh, the host or you're the host, whoever it is, has a glass of wine for everybody. And that's okay. Maybe they say, oh, would you like some more wine? Sure, I'll have some more wine. Well, then you can have another glass of wine. But what the host would do would, would be appropriate is there's just enough wine for two glasses of wine for everybody, and that's it. And then it's gone. You can't go to the refrigerator or go to the wine cellar or, or, or go to the wine rack and get some more. And, and you can't go and grab the beer out of the refrigerator because there isn't any. Limit what's available, and that's the, that's the only real way to stop alcohol abuse during that time together. I always think of alcohol a little bit like spending on a credit card. When you do a little bit of it and you pay it off right away, it's not that big of a deal. And in fact, you get a few rewards from it, and you walk away and you think, well, that was all right. But when you overuse it, all of a sudden, you find yourself with a bill that you can't pay. Right. And you think, what was I thinking? And when it comes to alcohol, that's an emotional bill that you can't pay. It might be an emotional bill for yourself that you think, oh, I just feel terrible. But it's worse if you come away with an emotional bill because of a relationship. That's worse now because of the alcohol. It's just not worth it. If there's danger of there being conflict... Just don't include the alcohol. Be smart. Don't get yourself into a place where all of a sudden, yep, there it was. We got so much worse because we chose to make a decision that was just not a good decision. And you don't have to worry about emotional baggage here because right here, <laughs> our podcast is a positive podcast. And we're out here to give you tips that are going to make your life and everybody else's life around you much more wonderful. We're going to tell you a whole lot about that next Monday right here. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Feel free to send us an email. Our email is transcendent at gmail.com. 
And we've got some good news here as well. We have been working on a website. Uh, you can go to transcendent.com. Dad has been missaying transcendent.com for the lifetime of our podcast. Yeah. But now it's finally, we finally have transcendent.com. So you can visit there. It's going to have a list of all of our podcasts, and we are very, very excited about that. And that's up now and running. So look forward to checking that puppy out. We're so grateful to have you here to join us week after week, and we hope we've been a voice of positivity for you as you go about your week. See you Monday. Thank you.